We are here today yes, we at the are. Do Good Podcast, the podcast about many things with many different kinds of people. What's up, guys? How's it going? We got Sir Trevor James and Mr. Amin Official. Yes, Amin, yes, what's sir. your last name? Mashadi. Mashadi. I go by the artist name AM. 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 Not PM. Not PM. That's what I said. That's that's the only <laughs> difference between it's like at this point right now I'm trying to find a name that would be easier for me to find on Spotify because it's a disaster. When you put AM. Oh, yeah. AM. There's, I mean okay. there's not many many arts that I know that are named AM, but it's just AM. It's hard to find. Yeah. Anyway, you guys wanna give a little more of like an introduction to yourself? My name's Trevor, Sir Trevor James as I go for it. Um I'm just a Kid, honestly, chasing the American dream. There's not much else I can he's say. He's way more than that. He's just being nice and humble. <laughs> I mean, I, I could go on for he's days. He's an entrepreneur. He's a producer. He's a freelance engineer. He works for many studios. I could, I could tell you his biography. He's just being humble. Yeah, the, the studio yeah. is kind of. You tell his background then. Jeez, <laughs> 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 I went to. I came I, to to kind of sum it up. I I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was kind of a big athletic guy in high school, and then um, I fell in love with DJing. I just started DJing and doing that for year after year, and then I started making my own remixes, EDM mixes, and that's the life I was living. And then I came down here for school at Columbia, and that's when I started to see like R and B hip-hop, rap, the only artist that I was listening to that was doing that would be ASAP Rocky. That's how I kind of pushed myself away from EDM and, and finding new artists down here and doing that. And then going through school, it was still kind of the whole thing. I, I don't know what I want to do. You know, I just want to do something in music. Uh, so that's when I found SAE, and that's when I started working out of there, uh, recording a bunch of artists, even though you're not supposed to. That got me where I am today, pretty what much. What do you mean? Go, let's backtrack a little bit. So, <laughs> you were you were recording artists that you weren't supposed to. Like you were using the SAE. Yeah, the SAE. Stuff. I was using the SAE studio, and you're um, you're allowed to record artists, but it's supposed to be for projects only. And it was to the point that I was finishing projects like that, and I was getting bored. You know, there's so many artists who need recording. I'm sitting in front of a half a million dollar studio. Like, why not utilize that? So I started of charging. Yeah, started charging people, pulled them in, and then uh, that's actually where I met this guy. And then from there, we just kind of bing, bang, boom, and been going on, been working in and out of studios. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. sir, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, uh, the first day I met him was funny because when I started my music journey, I was an EDM artist as well. I SAE was more hip-hop dominant. And then I was just walking around schools, and then I'm like, I'm tired of finding beats from YouTubes. Like, mm -hmm. I want to work with people. I want to get into a studio with creative people. And then <clears throat> there was a girl named, Ky was it Kylie? Kayla. Kayla, yeah, Kayla. Excellent guitar player. Yeah, really uh, good guitar player. I met her, and I was like, hey, do you know anybody who produces EDM or, like, that type of pop maybe stuff? He's like, I know, I know, there's a guy named Trevor. I know what Trevor does. <clears throat> I'm like, can I meet him? He's like, yeah, he's actually right here. So I walked down, the, like, literally down the hallway. He came out. He's like, hey, my name's Trevor. I'm like, we saw, we saw <laughs> that song. like that. Hey, my name's Trevor. <laughs> yeah, much, man. Yeah. I was, I was <laughs> very open, you know. You, yeah. you yeah. got to be. You can't, you can't be quiet. That got me where I was today. I mean, even working with uh, David Michael Productions, huge company, love them, still trying to get this guy in there. Mm -hmm. um, they're actually the ones that hooked me up with AbbVie and that whole kind of system of corporate and moving less from working with artists and moving more with, like, DDB, you name it. Like, it's options. It's that's all it is, truthfully. But then COVID hit, and that's taken a toll. So I kind of stepped back, and I've been working with him almost 
every once a week try to get together once a week and we try to meet once yeah, a week 100 do that rather it's record something if we're not we're making music if we're not making music we're doing something that's bettering our time we're not making music we're not we're not writing we hang out it's more than it's more than just being a producer and an artist and it's more of a friendship yeah, it's yeah, more of yeah, a brothership yeah. That's good. Like, you guys have a scheduled time. Yeah, yeah every, so, Tuesday. every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, that's every awesome. <laughs> that's why I'm grateful for meeting him and his group of friends, dude. Because honestly, where I was at, I was with a bunch of friends. They're not in a bad place. Don't don't let me start there. It's just they don't have the ambition that I have. Right. And it's not stating that that's bad or anything. They just have different paths. You just know? it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. They want to do it's construction. It's not wrong for somebody to have less ambition yes. than the next person. But... If you have a certain ambition, you have to be around people that yes. match that frequency. Yes. If you don't surround yourself with smart people or people who are smarter than you, what are you doing? If you asked me if I was be having a show with you a, two years two ago, years. no yeah. way, dude. No. I would have said probably not. <laughs> I You're was around with show. a different group at the yeah, time. Yeah, true. So, yeah, let's talk about that. You guys did Collected as One. Collected as One, yes. baby. Your first show, right? Your first, first ever show. Ever show. For, for the group. For the group. I can't the, state that myself. For the first ever show that I, I that I headlined as an artist, for the first ever show that, that we threw as 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 a as a collective community. Yes, yes, yes cool, yes, cool, yes. cool. Yeah. So, tell me about how was that process setting up the show and any challenges or moments or stories like? <laughs> oh yeah, or, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no through. sleep, no sleep. Honestly, none. Like I think what I got four hours of sleep before we actually did the show. The show was on Saturday. The place that we throw the show is the same gym that I train One, one fitness center. One fitness center. Yeah, I, shout I tra- out to them. I train boxing there. I've been boxing there with my coach for like five years. So I have a really good chemistry and connection with them. The owner, Marcus Mark, Marcus E. Banner, he's a very positive guy. He wants to like, he's actually reminds me of you, to be honest, yes. Matt. Very, he, he very, w- just wanted to connect he people. He wants to and, connect dots. Do he that. wants to connect people. It's just like, so... He's been involved in clubbing business or throwing show business long for a long time. I would tip out. Did he ever stay? Like a promoter. Promoter, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he threw a show for G Herba. For real? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Back in the day, back probably like five, ten years ago, I heard. Ten. Yeah. Almost uh, ten. He was when G Herba was coming up. So I'm like, hey, this is my vision, this is my goal. Can you help us out? He literally said you could do what the can we cuss in here? Yeah, you can say whatever yeah. the fuck you, you want. Say, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he said, bro, you could do what the fuck ever you want with this gym. Literally. All yours. He gave me the gave me the green light. And at that point on, I, I had an idea how I wanted to look like, the, the facility, because it's a gym. And I was trying to take away the gym and provide like an atmosphere and, and a setting that welcomes people for, for a music show. So I drew the map, sat down with him. Approved it. Now we need. We had to attack it and get the get the equipments. Friday the night before, we got there around nine p nine eight p.m. at night. Mm-hmm. We stayed until three thirty four four a.m. The des- design, as far as sound system, as far as decoration, uh, food, lighting, uh, lighting, everything was literally done by us. And then. When we got home, we, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. Your dad was sleeping in the spare bedroom, bro. I had to sleep <laughs> yeah. on a two, like a, a little two-seater couch. Yeah. Legs up on the, it was not easy, bro. I offered him to sleep, come on, can sleep on the bed with me. He said, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro, and the next day we just went in and then, and we sold out. We literally sold out. We it got, was an experience. We had over, what, 90? Over 100. There was over, over 100. 100 people in that building. Over 100 people in that building. Wow. And our capacity was, I think, 95. No, 70-something. 70, 70, yeah, 70-something, 70 <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was packed. It was packed. It was packed. We had an artist named Aisha, who lives in Elgin. She she was a great artist. We had Luke Noel, who's also a boxer. He's been rapping and singing for uh, five, ten, I think five or six years. We had Swoop Medici, uh, DJ PJ. DJ PJ. Yeah. Uh, DJ PJ. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Funny story about Swoop, actually, is... Uh, 
my first show that I did down here with him was actually with Solo. And that's the solo, kind of, solo. Yeah, and that's kind of how I met you. And how did you guys manage to sell out all those tickets? Like, how how did you go about marketing the show? How I did you like like a month before, right? Just yeah, we, slowly. I mean, d- to be honest with you, like fully honest with you, it was coming fresh out of COVID. That was like the number mm-hmm. one issue that we had to face. And I think what for you it worked better by just one on one people. I reached out to you, Matt, as well to pick yeah, your yeah. brain because I know you've done shows before. I was trying to pick people's brain to be. Able you to just reached out to a bunch of people to help you come up with different marketing ideas so, and strategies. The one thing I'm actually I, I'm confident that I'm good at is promoting myself mm-hmm. and staying on top of my social media, and that's one thing I I, help, I try to help him. And my my clothing line collected. I, that's one thing I stay on top of. The one thing that worked for me, and I was telling him to everybody, text them. One by one. Classic one-on-one reach out, yes. whether it's the text or the DM. So you, you recommend, you know, at the end of the day, if you know a bunch of people, like reach out to people one-on-one. Yeah, on there's one. nothing wrong. Yeah. There's, 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 there's something wrong with the society nowadays that if you don't see your friends from after high school a long time, it's awkward to see them now. You know what I'm talking about? It's awkward, but at the same time, it's not. So it's like a kind of cool catch-up. Well, hey, how you doing? I hope, I hope everything is well. Listen, I'm throwing a show. It's the first one. Tickets are $11. It's like a freaking small pizza with cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show up. We'd love to have you there. Because it wasn't even about the money. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I said, know. You could get 11 McChickens for $11. There you That's go. Yeah. You know <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even about the money, to be honest. It was, just, it was just about just like being there and just... I kept mentioning it. When I was on that stage for 24 minutes, I literally felt like a kid in a playground. Mm. It goes by so fast. When he goes by, I felt like a playing. I literally felt like I was living my dream. I was beyond satisfied because I didn't. When you were on stage, oh, yeah. yeah, and oh, after, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're like, whoa, that's what I'm supposed to do as an artist: perform, entertain. That's what I was born to do. And the cool thing about it too is, normally a lot of shows now, it's like press a button and, and press play and go and perform for underground shows. Mm-hmm. So having your buddy Ali there was just a whole new like kind of refreshing outlook on like, bro, we could get drums, we could get guitars, we mm. could get trumpet yep. players, we could get like... For you guys, I was surprised he was like all for it. No hesitation, no... Oh, When what I is, asked him, when I, when I asked him, he gave me a straight answer. Yes. <laughs> it's, because, <laughs> it's because he really likes you guys as people too. That's okay, perfect. Up, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, well, I just said it, the energy. The yeah, energy. yeah. He, felt, energy. he felt it. Yeah. Boom. Right away. The one thing about Ali that inspires me is like when he first started, no one took him seriously. That's usually how it goes. That's usually how it goes. But yeah. for Ali, it was the extreme. Showed a clip to my mom. She started breaking out laughing. Bogus. Yeah. When I came to this country, what, 2011? I had zero English. I have, you saw me the video I'm singing. Yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck I was saying. Anyone that sees that video till this day uh, is still laughing at me. That was you. That was you. <laughs> I mean, so, same, dude. My first EDM track sounded like chords just that's it and then put a beat <laughs> over it i mean yeah it's a, pr- it's a progress and then just look back and like wow that was me it's a fun like experience to go through but it's at journey, the same time bro. it's a journey and it's it's not an easy journey i mean you got to work you got to do your daily life shit you know and then yeah, yeah. and then if you really want to do this then that's on top of it you're tired you're exhausted you know and so then what, at the deal same with time it. You know what i'm saying that, mm-hmm. that was, that's that was my mentality that's what i was trying to get him on we're tired we're exhausted some people don't understand that how hard it is to be independent independent artists mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like if i had to break it down for you wake up write music Meet with the producer, pay for studio, record. Okay, track is done. Now mix, master, hold on to it. Come up with the promoting idea, photo shoot, music video. It's real work. Okay, yeah, you yeah, got yeah, it yeah. done. And you're not even getting yourself. paid. You're not even yeah, guaranteed yeah. you're going to get paid. You're not even guaranteed you're going to get paid. But guess what? Like, I love it. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love every second of it, even though it's hard. Even though I get up at whatever I have to get up at uh, in the morning, whatever I have to stay up until 3, 4 a.m., I fucking love it. And the journey is keep going on. You see progress. You're like, whoa, that makes sense. Like, You'll hit walls. You'll definitely walls, hit walls, yeah. too. I don't know if you've ever come to that conclusion yourself. <laughs> I've hit all the walls, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You'll hit walls, bro. You just got to keep going. You can't, you can't quit. That's, like, that's the number one thing my dad always told me. And he has nothing to do with music. My father taught me how to work. Yes. But he didn't teach me how to make money. Yes. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, I, so I, got, I got that working mentality, that immigrant mentality. Now I'm teaching myself how to make money. And, right, and right. And to chase that path, to get, get, get what I want to be. Tell me your thoughts on the, on the music industry in general. How, how you Sexist. feel about it? <laughs> and, <laughs> no, and, for real. I think I think the music industry is one of the most sexist industries ever. I mean, look at how they display your women. Look at how they publicize your males. It's it's. I definitely think modern music, especially modern hip hop, makes people more sexist and racist. they're like, they're and they're like, damn, okay. This bitch, this bitch, this bitch. Yes, I just exactly. fuck this bitch, this bitch, exactly. this bitch. Exactly. And then they're just like, okay, that's normal. That's normal. Like. I even I don't I'm not gonna the crazy part is they're listening to it they're not even like realizing so that's kind of what I wanted to change working with a bunch of the people that I work with you know respect your women so at the same time think like that when you're writing lyrics I just think everybody's trying to make the same type of music nowadays that's my opinion and that's the other thing about it that's my opinion it's hard to make even the same lyrics yeah people talk about the same stuff yeah, and then uh, they all sound the same. Ice on my wrist. I'm mm-hmm. like, bro. What happened to the classical making masterpiece, like mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody? Money. Then again, I mean, there's a lot of deeper stuff, like labels. You know, they they mold you. Yeah. Literally, they'll take you. They'll Do you mold think you. so? Because I've oh, heard yes. different. I've, it's it's, the it's classic... both ways. It, it depends who you go. Like for example, J Cole, Dreamville. You do what you want. We know you're gonna progress. Just make sure you're showing us the progress. Mm-hmm. Keep working. But then there's like you got uh, Sony. You know, you have your bigger entertainment people who will give you a giant ass loan for let's say like eleven million dollars. They want that back with interest. So now you got to go out and do that. Well, let's say you drop your first album and it didn't do the numbers. Well, now you're having to scramble on a side to get that number back. So what they're going to do is they're going to send you a PR guy. They're going to send you ghostwriters. They're going to send you anybody who they think will better your industry like because you are a business yourself. And they will mold you. They'll, yeah, yeah. So every just, artist is a brand. Every artist is a yes. business within themselves. Yes. I've heard both sides. I've heard some people say, the labels are going to screw you. And then I've heard other people say, like, no, no actually, the label really, yes it, it really no. helped it's, me. It's, yeah. it's yes so. and no. It really is. And it also depends on how you walk into that deal. If you're walking in with 50000 they're going to fist you. Yeah. They're going to mm-hmm. know they can fist you. They got more fans themselves. Why do they need you? But yeah, I, I, I completely understand it. Like, don't be scared of labels. I mean, mm-hmm. at, at the same time, a lot of people don't understand how labels work. They think, oh, I got to go get a deal in order for me to become this big artist. Well, not necessarily. We could take a step back and look at Russ for an example. And I know people hate hearing about it left and right, but it's a genius marketing decision for his aspect. He only went to a label f- because he just needed help with his PR. He already had everything already on his solo side, which evidently makes him more money. You know, you got to think of yourself as a business. Are you going to sell your entire business over to them or are you going to sell a portion of your business over to them? And that's kind of how you got to run it because you got to understand they're they're just giant loans. They're they're literally that's all it is. Mm. Yep. It's not money in your pocket.
I mean, a perfect example, I worked with a, an artist from Nashville. His name's Nate Rose. And up front, our first business deal was I get 15% of the track. Uh, and he later came back to me with his manager saying, hey, how about we just give you $500 up front for the beat? And I said, you know, that sounds pretty decent up front, but at the end of the day, how much is he making off that track? you, you got to value True. your time. True. I wanted to ask more about, like, you guys have talked about it for a, a little bit, but how are you trying to do things differently in, in the music industry? Or do you not see it that way? You just want to do things well? like Because to be honest with you, I just do me. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's genuinely speaking, you, if you're forcing something, you're trying to get something. If you're trying to be you. different too much, it's, yeah. you think by just being yourself in the most authentic yeah. way that you're naturally going to yeah. be different. Yeah, and, and the tough part is, like, the music you listen to will kind of mold your idea. Mm -hmm. So yep, yep, if yep. you only listen to your music for the longest time, are you making music that only you would make? You know, and that's the question I can't answer, but it's a question that I've had myself personally. You know, the stuff you listen to, it really does impact what you make. So if you want to be different, bro, just be you. There's but no one else like you in the world. I'm trying to separate myself from the pack. I want to sound like Lil Uzi. I want to sound like Lil Wayne. Why? There's already been a Lil Wayne. There's already right, right, been right. a Lil whatever, what the fuck it is. Be you. So people ask me, who, who do you want to sound like? Who do you want to be? Myself. If I make music that moves me, moves my soul, if I'm at a show and it moves your soul, then there's a connection between us, I believe. So, mm -hmm. so who are you guys' favorite kinds of people in music or in general to work with? What are the qualities of someone that makes them a good collaborator for you? Or If you don't match my energy, I can't work with you. I love Freddie Mercury as much as, as much as I love Travis Scott. So you have no idea how many people hear me. Hey, let's make music, bro. But what's your goal? What are you trying to accomplish? If I could relate to that, if our energies match, let's go. Let's get to work. I mean, technically, that's kind of the same for me. I mean, evidently, like... I am in the business for it, so if you know you need me as an engineer, I'll I'll work with you for a dollar amount. But if you're good at what you do and you can bring to the table something that I can see a future in, I'll say fuck the fuck the money, bro. Let's work. Let's just give me a percentage of what we got. So beyond an engineer, do you see yourself more as like a music business mogul? Or Jeez, that's the whole that's the whole like yeah, process. Yeah, yeah it's been the whole process. I mean, to be honest, my dream is to make music for movies. It's not even to make music for artists or any of that. That that's okay. that's okay. the path that I would love to take, but it's so hard to get into. And this is just coming as is, and I can't I, I can't say it's I like don't a love it. Stone, yeah. yeah, I can't say I don't love it. So you should connect with more. Um up and coming directors and filmmakers then yes yes so, i got you bro i'm a the man, uh, you should mention the short film with me that, that. yeah I, I actually do a little directing myself so okay, all right cool, i have cool. like stories i think i have like five short films written right now i want to take away the aspect of how videos are shot now where it's all about the artist right when you watch a movie it's not all about one character and I understand, you know, being an artist, you are just the main character. But at the same time, there's so many other things around you that I bet people would love to see. Why not show that? Hmm. 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 Agreed. Do you guys ever question, like, if you're doing the right thing, if you're cut out for what you're doing, or if I wake up every day, I ask myself, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> Doubts. I swear to God, I wake yeah. up every single day. I'm like, "What am I doing? I'm 24. This is crazy." 
But then at the same time, I fucking love it. I don't see myself doing nothing but this. And I live in the moment. There's not a day that goes by, man, I'm not grateful, honestly. I try to I try to make myself smile. No matter how hard my problem is, how what I'm what I've been through, what I've gone through, where I came from. I, my had I had a crazy past. I had, crazy a, past. I had a crazy childhood, switching countries to countries, not even cities, countries to countries, cultures to cultures. But I am here today and I'm I got air in my lungs, food on top, food in my bow and air roof on top of my head. I'm one of the wealthiest parents on a person on this planet, mm. and I can be happier. So, let's get into that then. Like, tell me a little bit about your personal story. Like, where do you want to start? Like, where I was born and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give the bring, whole thing, bro. The, the whole thing. Like, the, the whole thing. thing. Born and raised in Tehran, Iran, which is some people call it Iran, but it's Iran. <laughs> I lived a pretty good life over there. Um, had big houses. My dad had a great job. We were wealthy. I would. I say that it was a really good life. Iran is a very, not a good country. I Politically unstable? Yes, bro. Our government sucks. Our government is <laughs> out. Yeah, bro. Like, my cousins and uncles and families are fucking struggling over there because of the government. Economy sucks. Everything is bad over there. And then mm. everyone must wear hijab when they go out. There's no freedom. You can't talk nothing against about the government. And that's the reason we left. That's the reason my dad had to get up one day and leave the country. It was one night, I remember he woke me up at 3 in the morning. Hey, he told me, I mean... I got to go. I'll see you soon. Just take care of your mom and little brother. We'll see each other soon. And that I was, story is confidential, yeah, too. Three in the morning, and I'm, woke, I'm like, all right, Dad, I'll see you later. And I woke up. My mom said, Dad had to leave, but we'll be all right. And we had police officers at our, at our house the next day looking for my dad. Dang. Yeah, but it was crazy for two straight months. The government um, didn't want you to leave. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. damn. Uh, my mom was getting harassed in the grocery stores. They would come to our house, bother us. I, on, on the way to school, they would stop me, ask me questions. Where's your father? Where's your father? Where's your father? It's just all this shit that we gone through. And then and my mom had flyers because we were selling everything in the house. And I remember I put my PS2 for sale. I put the price tag under it, my bed, my dolls, my anything that I own. And the people would just come over and we used to sell it because we were trying to get, get rid of everything and go to where my father was, which he was in Turkey. And that's Turkey. That's how I ended up living in Turkey. So within three months, we sold everything. We moved to Turkey which is a neighbor of country in Iran. It was a city called Kayseri. It's right in the center of the Turkey. So we moved there now. This is a brand new country. I don't speak the language. I don't know where we are. How I, old were you? I was 11. Okay. 11 years old. Okay, so, so you're in Turkey. Yeah. I got there in Turkey. Now keep in mind, we went from a really big house and very wealthy life to a studio with the bathroom being in the living room and kitchen being outside. And then we started going to school there making new friends my dad didn't have a job for two, two, two to three months with my mom we didn't know what to do we had no idea what we wanted to do what's next that was a question we started uh, applying for visas to australia canada and united states and then we realized the united states was the best place to be because my mom had cousins and families here all four of us applied for visa but my little brother and my mom got the visa in eight months so they lived in Turkey for eight months. They got their visa, but they didn't give visa to me and my brother, and my, my father. And then because I was older and my father was older, they had to do research. And the political reasons of being Iran, not being a good connection with the United States, with all this stuff as mm. well. So it was a whole- All that political yeah, stuff. So Dang. Yeah, so they, yeah. they didn't give me visa. So my mom and dad said, you guys go. You guys go out there, start, and then we're going to come eventually. Okay. But we never knew if we're going to go. We never knew if we're going to end up there. So- my mom and little brother got their visa. That was one of the hardest goodbyes yeah. I had to say to my mom, bro. I remember we went to the airport. I can think about it. Like, 
Now I was 12 at the moment, 12 years old, saying goodbye to your mom. I never, I never not thought I was going to see her again. Oh, my little brother, goodbye. And three years you later, know. bro, three years that I was living with my father. Uh, I didn't see my mom for three years. I lived until I went to school there. That's when I started boxing. That's when I started, uh, I got a lot of fights. So at the young age. Is that bro, where the boxing sprang out of? Yeah, Turkey I started boxing. Turkey street there. fights? Yeah, so bro, I used to fight in the streets every weekend, bro, after school. Meet me after school. And I was a tough, and I didn't back down. Yeah, that was yeah, my mentality. Like, all right, bet. Bet, bet. Meet me after school. Face. This guy put a knife on my face one Damn. time. Cut it. I was 12 years old, bro. 11, 12, 13, 14. So I was there for three years. And finally, we got a call from the, from the embassy. Hey, we gave you a visa, but not your father first. For your father have to stay longer. Now think about it, bro. Another goodbye. I just spent three years with my father. I learned how to cook. I learned how to clean. I learned how to live my life by myself as a 12 years old. My dad was working a lot. Sometimes I didn't even go to school. I just went to, there's a shop called Internet Shops. You should go, there's a bunch of computers, you yeah, sit down yeah. and play. Internet is, cafe. Yeah, yeah, internet cafe. That's what it was popping back in the day. Yeah, there's exactly. a lot of those still in like South Korea and yep, in Japan. Yep, they have yep. tons of internet cafes. They have them in India too. A lot, a lot, mm. a lot of them. Anyway, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I told my dad, I'm not going. I'm, I can't leave you. You're here alone. I can. He's like, no, you have to go. You have to go. Now, bro, that was, you thought the goodbye to my mom was hard. Goodbye to my dad even felt harder because I spent three years with him. We had a great connection, and then he's there alone. No cousins, no family, no friends. It's just him. I felt so sad, bro. It was one of the toughest goodbyes I ever said. I left, I came here, start over again. No English, no friends. My first thing in high school, bro, was the fucking weirdest time in my life. Got to Schaumburg High School. It's not Schaumburg High School, it's a huge school. I got there, freaking hot girls everywhere. I'm like, man, what the In f- America. Yeah, this is both. They're wearing shorts and back home, they, 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 everyone covers themselves. I'm like, this is crazy. Food, buses, cars, uh, there's no fights. Do you know who uh, Aziz Ansari is? The Aziz comedian? Aziz Ansari. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He has a joke. He's like, when he was in very conservative countries, he, he's like not thinking about sex as much. But then he comes to America. He's like, I want to fuck everything. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> because, yeah, I was 14 years old. No English, no friends, no, 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 nothing. I started zero again. Mm. Freshman yeah, in high school. Yeah, yeah. It was scary. It was scary first, but listen, I'm a tough motherfucker, so I was just, I'm like, I'm, I gotta go in, I Whatever, gotta show yeah, up, yep, yep, who yep. would pick something, he's gonna get their ass beat, I just gotta go, I just gotta do this. And within three or three to four months, I started making friends, I played soccer for four years. My second year, I made varsity. I was a super athletic kid. High school was a great time, man. Again, like, all these experiences built the person I am today. We, there was nights we fucking had no heat back in Turkey, no cooler. It was freezing. You never really explained when you moved here either because you didn't have that. You didn't have a house. You guys lived We had a single that. apartment. It yeah. was me, my mom, and Hadi. And then my mom was working two jobs at the moment. And then Hadi was going to school. And then, and then, and then I couldn't work because you have to be 16 here because mm-hmm. I was working in Turkey and making money. It's just hard, bro, seeing your mom, because they're my king and queen, seeing your dad being away, and then your mom is here now, your mom is busting her ass, working, trying to keep the food on the table, me going to school, coming back home. It was it was difficult. That's why I'm so connected with my parents and my, and my little brother. It's just, they're my everything, and they're all we got over here. We have cousins cousins here as well that helped us to find, they showed, showed us the way, this is what you got to do, this, this is what Social Security is, this is what taxes is, this is Jewel Osco, this is Russ. <laughs> so everything was new, but... Those experiences made us the person we are today. And look at me now. Not in a million years I thought I would be here. Bro, it's, 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 <laughs> been, a, it's been a crazy journey, man. So I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed and grateful. That's yeah. a great story. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Yeah. 
Trevor. I don't think my story would even. It's okay if your, story, if your story's not as good. Yeah, I mean, backstory where I'm at, you know, nothing crazy. Grew up in a, a small Midwest suburb where majority of your kids are white. Never really did anything besides sports. Um, my dad was a handyman with cars and stuff, so that's what I did as a kid, bro. I worked on worked on cars and played sports, and all my friends worked on cars. And I think it was 2011 or 2012, I saw Skrillex perform at Ultra Music Festival, and that's kind of when I was like, all right, I want to do that. Yeah, bro, Skrillex changed my life, and that's kind of when I was like, damn, I love that. That looks sick as fuck. That sounds cool. So at the time, I was doing nothing but, like, shoveling, cutting grass for my neighbors, you know, walking their dogs. Any way I could get money at that time, I was doing it. And uh, that's actually how I got my first laptop, and my cousin's a huge computer guy. Uh, So he would uh, hack a bunch of things for me and put them on my computer so I could start making music. Uh, And that's when I started making, like, remixes, and and it wasn't until I I kind of... My last year of high school, because you know how it is, like, you know, what, what are you going to do for a living? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the big, what the, f-, you know, so I was kind of like, damn, I, I've been in love with music. You know, why not, why not follow that passion and continue that? So I ended up going here in Columbia, uh, and it wasn't until I met this kid named Jake Valley. And he uh, kind of inspired me in a different way, in a different path to kind of learn an instrument, dive deeper into the the digital audio workstation, kind of like Pro Tools, dive deeper into it and learn how to use it. You know, you'll, you'll get somewhere with that. And at the time, I was head-ass. You know, I thought, like, I was just here to get my degree and get out. And it wasn't until I went to SAE that I was kind of like, damn, okay, got to start taking this serious. You know, you're putting yourself more and more into debt. You know, how are you going to get yourself out? So I started working with... With a bunch of different as many artists as I could you know reaching out I was throwing shows left and right as many shows as I could get uh, just because I came from that DJ background and there wasn't really a lot of shows going on down here anymore and if you wanted to DJ down here you had to be of age I mean I started at 16 I was escorted in with my parents escorted mm-hmm. out with my parents so I couldn't even stay there and, and have fun or do any of that I'm not a big partier myself I'm a what do you call it? A home, a homebody. Homebody is that yeah, what it's yeah, called? Yeah. I think that yeah. This that was majority of my life. You know, living behind that computer screen after, and like my friends knew I made music. You know, my whole community knew I made music. I was known as the guy who made music out of Johnsburg, but that's my life story. Nothing, nothing crazy about it. You know, kind of a bubble life essentially, but trying to escape it and trying to you know outreach and learn new ways, new cultures, and meet new people. Most definitely, yeah. most definitely. Thanks for, for sharing, guys. Yeah, of course. Um, I want to ask you a little bit more. Like, what are your guys' vision for shows? Like, what's the what's the future? Mm-hmm. What's the future events? Can we, we tell, we, can we we tell you that? Wait, wait, wait. We can't. We can't give it all the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. I was about to say, can we tell yeah, you that? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we we super excited. Super excited for the future. Yes. Uh, this first one was such a success that we're still reflecting on it to, to this day. High key, we're, we're, we're even talking about shows that don't even involve music, like car shows. Yeah, that's what I'm like saying. Like, you guys want to get like, more into event production? Yeah. What does that look like? Don't forget, we also got a clothing brand, Collective. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. our boy Joey is, in, is into uh, sneaker cons and sneaker cultures and stuff. Two weeks before our show, prior to our show, we had a booth in, in, in a sneaker culture. It was the most successful day in our community. We sold over 1K revenue. 
we're not just going to be doing uh, a music show from now on. We got clothing line show as well. Car shows he was talking about. Joey's talking about fitness. Like uh, throw an event outside. Throw an event like a basketball game. Like a basketball like game with like some workouts in the grass. Bike, yeah, bike down biking. Um, Lakeshore Drive. Mm. Take, a, take a huge community of people. I'm curious. As as from an outsider, outsider perspective, what, what do you see looking in? In terms of your events? Uh, collected as overall whole. Like... From my perspective, I I saw it first as a clothing brand, and then I started to see it more as like this com- community of people working on different like just creative ventures. Okay. So I'm like, oh, okay, events. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so this is like a almost an entertainment brand. Yes. Yes. Like, essentially. Yeah. I do tell you one thing though: we are just being ourselves, and we are being collected. Thank you again, guys, yes. for coming on. Of course. Thank you. But uh, make sure. You give a way that people can connect with you and maybe a little bit about who possibly you'd be interested in connecting with or collaborating. Hey man, I'm, I'm glad we met, man. Yeah, man, yeah, me honestly, too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to I'd love to meet more people. I mean, I don't I don't know who's listening to this. If you if you want to work, you can visit SirTrevorJames.com. SirTrevorJames.com. <laughs> you can also follow me on Instagram. It's dot am official. It's dot am official. Also www.itsamofficial.com. And yeah. we would love to have you, have you and everybody who's listening to this podcast yeah, to part of, the, going, part of the community because there's nothing but positive energy, nothing but positive vibes. This Thank was you for the us. Trevor and Amin official episode. <laughs> hey, and that's Let's it. Go. Have a good night. <laughs>